Greetings and welcome to another episode of the Agent Africa podcast. Lovely to have you all once again. Um, in this particular segment, I will share my experiences in Egypt. I did say I was going to touch on it at some point, so I'll touch on it. I was there uh, for at least around a month that I spent in Egypt. I, I stayed with some dear friends that I know to this day. And um, it's, a, it's a very big country, actually. It's very vast. Uh, obviously, we all know where it's geographically located, uh, within the Saharan region of the northeastern region of, of Africa. Um, its main religion is Islam, but with that said, there are Christians in Egypt. There are many faiths within the country of Egypt. And um, it is absolutely a beautiful country in terms of countries within the continent. Uh, it's definitely one of the most infrastructurally developed, um, definitely one of the most infrastructurally developed. Um, I initially, when I got there, I was staying in Giza, literally sleeping right next to the pyramids, literally. I mean, you could, <laughs> all I had to do was wake up, come outside, go for a little walk and there I was standing right in front of the pyramids you know there was no um, there's nothing like it it was absolutely incredible so obviously the first night I'm there and I'm greeted with a call to prayer probably around four in the morning and um, I think I covered this on my previous segment one of the previous segments each country I've been into been within the continent each has their own sort of uh, unique call to prayer and um, you know it is an amazing uh, sound to wake up to. So I'm there and, you know, I've gone to, obviously I've walked over to the pyramids and, and, and I've, I mean, I'm in, I'm in awe of these amazing structures that were done that many, you know, many thousands of years ago, you know what I mean? And um, it truly, you know, you need to see it to actually really comprehend the sheer scale of it. These things are huge. I don't know any modern machinery or equipment that could replicate that. I mean, one block alone, I think, weighs over a ton. What crane would be able to lift all those and geo geometrically and mathematically place them or position them in such a way to construct like that? That would take some amazing mathematics. So to this day, we don't know how uh, they were done, with that said, respectively. But other than that, it's an amazing sight to see and I was in Giza. Giza is slightly, I'd say a little, um, uh, people are more down to earth, very down to earth in Giza. It's um, very sort of like, there are sort of mixed, uh, uh, you would say, uh, viewpoints within Giza. You know, not everyone is in alignment with the same viewpoints within Giza. Uh, everyone has a different, unique perspective there. So I stayed there for around, I'll say about two weeks. I was in Giza for about, no, about 10 days to be specific. And then, they, then after that, I went to Cairo. I stayed in Cairo in this lovely hotel. Uh, I can't remember the name of it now, but it was beautiful. I stayed there for a bit. Also, I was doing some work with some dear friends. So one of the things I did notice in Egypt was um, it's comprised of many different people. A lot of people are passing through Egypt, you know, um, it's uh, not just Egyptians you'll find in Egypt, which is um, obviously stands to reason like any modern city. Um, and um, 
I spent a lot of my time working and traveling to and from, from home, uh, where I was staying in the hotel. And one of the things I did encounter was the, I had a strange encounter, a strange occurrence, where I was, I was sort of walking towards uh, Vodafone to get my uh, top up, on top of my phone credit. And um, I met a guy who was mimicking, trying to hurl a bottle at me. And uh, I didn't flinch, I didn't move. I just stared at him, continued walking towards him. And he put it down and sort of complained that I didn't find it funny, I didn't find the joke entertaining. Which I thought was a bit strange. I then reached over, there was a few people to the side, and they're like, oh, just ignore him, he's just trying to, you know. They spoke English to me, so just ignore him, he's trying to intimidate you and he's turning it into a joke. Which I obviously I didn't find funny. Like, <laughs> and that wasn't the first time that happened to me. I think I was in the airport actually, I was in the airport and um, someone did the same thing. They mimicked sort of throwing something at me, which I thought was a bit strange. And um, oh, is this, is this something they do out here? Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's the first thing I thought was this, but they just hurled something at this guy. I mean, but um, obviously nothing was hurled at me. That didn't happen. So those were my first encounters of the place. And then when I stayed in Cairo, it's a beautiful city, Cairo, actually. It's lovely, uh, very cosmopolitan. Um, you'll find many bars. So one of the first things I went to experience was the shisha. I went to a bar with a dear friend of mine named Mohammed, And we went to go and explore a bar. He took me to dinner and he, and he, yeah, he had coffee, he had loads of sandwiches and, and shisha. I'd never experienced shisha before, even though we have loads of them in London. There's a place in London, in the city called Edgware Road. Edgware Road is literally, um, I would say, the hub and the heartbeat of a lot of Arab um, influence and business. Um, you'll find many businesses of, of Arab-speaking uh, nations there within Edgware Road. It's a popular road in London. Everyone knows about it. And if you want to experience um, Arab experience within the UK, I think that's where you go. Phenomenal road, phenomenal road. So I was familiar with shisha, I just hadn't experienced it. So I've had some shisha and I thought that was interesting. What I did learn is that there's different levels to shisha. In so far as, you know, where I was in Cairo, the, this particular bar was quite conservative. Um, not everybody would go in there because of it was so conservative and only a few people would go in there. Um, and, and then you had different levels to it and you go to another bar where you'll find more of a mixed uh, class, you could say, that would go to this bar. And it goes down in scales like that, literally. I didn't, and I didn't know that, like the different coffee shops have classes to it. So, you know, one coffee shop would be of a certain class, another coffee shop would be of another class. And the more, I would say, integrated these of the coffee shop, the lower it was in class, which I thought was interesting. You know what I mean, and, and that was strictly uh, solely targeting um, Cairo. I thought that was interesting. So, exploring the city, and every other morning I'd go and have something called koshery. Koshery was sort of a mixture of pasta, rice, um, some some sort of like beans, and I can't remember the rest of the ingredients, but it's very, very filling, with sort of like a tomato sauce that you, you sort of put on there, with a mixture of peppers and different things, you can add to it, even salads if you want. And it was an amazing, amazing dish. Like it's really filling and very tasty and complete vegan. That's one of the things I liked about it as well, uh, being a vegan. So that was one thing I, I thought of loved. Then I went for a walk, um, sort of like, in Cairo, there's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a long strip of road 
uh, next to um, sort of like the the sea. It's sort of like a little like a, a water area, and sort of like a reservoir, a river you could call it. I went for a walk down there, and a lot of people sort of like hang out there and, and, and chill out and stuff. People are very busy in Cairo. It's a very busy city, very cosmopolitan. You'll find loads of different uh, racial groups and people from all walks of life. And um, so I took a walk down there, just, just went for a stroll and just went to explore. And the differences between Giza and Cairo is you couldn't just do that in Giza. Like if you're not from Giza, being someone like myself, you couldn't just walk down the back streets of Giza, like you're actually kind of putting yourself in risk. And that's not to say that it's excessively dangerous, but the different type of environment, so they're more used to people they know, they're more used to people that, I mean, if you live, for example, let's say you move down there and they know you're from there, then it's not really an issue. But if you just, no one knows who you are, you're just taking a trip down to the back streets of Giza, the different areas of Giza, because they're very sort of like rugged areas within Giza. It's not as plush as say Cairo. Um, even though it's near the pyramids, it's not as plush as Cairo. And uh, people would be wondering who you are. And, you know, particularly me being sort of a, a, a dark, melanated being like myself from West African origin, um, no one's going to be okay with that. Like, <laughs> and that's what I experienced because I know, because I'm speaking from experience, I went through that experience. But that, with that said, I still found loads of beautiful people in, in Giza. So this takes away nothing from any of that. But there are if you're new and don't live there there's not you can't just do everything like that whereas Cairo you can no one really cares what you do in Cairo you know what I mean it's that cosmopolitan and that sort of um, you know very broad and, and open to things of that nature so I found that a really interesting experience you know and then I got used to the shopping I went to the market the market's a really interesting place it's probably one of my favourite places in Cairo uh, you'll find anything from bread uh, obviously fruits and vegetables uh, and the Egyptians love vegetables do you know what I mean there's loads of vegetables there and loads of meat as well like loads of meat but there's loads of vegetables and fruit you'll find you'll never have any trouble finding fruit and vegetables in Egypt not at all there's just loads of the stuff and so um, I enjoyed that every morning I'd go down there and get my fruits and vegetables I took that back to the hotel and you know create and have my own meals there I used to create my own meals in the hotel so I really enjoyed that I thought that was quite fun if I'm being honest I really enjoyed that and um, it was a very interesting experience you know being right there I took a trip to Luxor I uh, went to Alexandra Alexandra was interesting it's like on the long road you'll find you'll find you'll pass many desert terrain like a lot of the terrain you'll realise just how vast Egypt is it's a huge country and most of the terrain though is is sand ridden you know what i mean it's 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 a desert literally egypt's a desert when you when you start traveling through it particularly when you go through alexandra and stuff and you'll find that you know a lot of the a lot of investment has done has gone into there like you know there's a lot of infrastructure development taking place there. there's a lot of new buildings happening one thing i did find interesting in cairo is a lot of the buildings i found they were like large apartment blocks sort of like um what we would call flats in the UK or high-rise flats there's loads of them in Cairo and a lot of people live there not just people you'll find people that have businesses in these apartment blocks in fact where I was working was in a sky-rise flat and and one of the you know I think I was on the 15th floor I was working at an office 
in a, in, in a flat. And, you're, and it's not unusual. You'll find many businesses in an apartment block. And downstairs will be like a reception area where you're greeted and meet with packages and parcels and stuff. And you take these lifts and you travel all the way up and you'll find many businesses. This isn't, this isn't uncommon in, in Egypt. You'll find loads of things like this. And, and that's what I encountered. And I thought that was pretty unique. I thought that was pretty unique. I then went to downtown Cairo and I went to a play. There was a play happening there and my friend Mohammed took me to this play. And they looked like, from what I could see, sort of like mimicry of, I would say, similar to sort of like, it was, this was Egyptian dancers, basically. And it kind of reminded me of dervish dancers, but it's not the same thing, right? But, and what they do is they spin round and they're spinning and spinning and spinning and spin. I've never seen nothing like this in my life. They're spinning round and round and round and round. And at no point do they ever get dizzy at no point did they ever get giddy and I was I was I just couldn't get my head around how they weren't dizzy or giddy at this point and it was a pretty interesting play now when I went obviously one of the things I did experience as a black person you sort of tend to notice different things when you travel in different parts of the world you notice different things that you may not notice in another part of the world and this takes nothing away from Egypt at all but these here's the things I noticed um Obviously, um, obviously there are tensions, I won't say tensions, but there are slight, um, historically, in terms of Saharan Africa and Sub-Saharan Africa, um, it hasn't been no love, do you know what I mean? It hasn't been no love in going back into the past, it hasn't been no love. There, there are slight racial tensions there and I don't think I speak in that term when I say this like you, you'll encounter that I've been to Tunisia I've been to Tunis I've been to different areas within Saharan Africa and the sentiments towards people of uh, sub-Saharan Africa are slightly different I mean you, you know I did encounter some racism I have to admit it um, in Tunis particularly but going back to where I was in this place so this play is about to start one of the things I noticed is um Within, within a lot of Egyptian establishments, you'll get a lot of um, darker complected people doing a lot of the menial labor jobs. For example, before this, this show began, a darker complected Egyptian, probably as dark as me, if not darker, came onto the stage to mop the stage before um, the sort of like, I would say more Arab in feature and lighter complected people became to dance. Um, or so I say light-skinned Arabs really came to dance. And I thought that was interesting. I thought it was interesting. I thought, okay, that's interesting. And I let it go. I let that go from my memory. Then I went to another business and then I met sort of an older, completed, an older sort of man, like an elder, very dark skinned. And he was in this office blocks and his job was to just give people coffee. That was his job, to serve coffee to the, to the business, is the people that worked in the business. And I started to see this more and more and more wherever I was going. And I thought, what is this? Is this sort of like, what, what's happening here? Why is it predominantly sort of darker, complected people doing sort of the menial labor jobs? And it started to replicate throughout the country. I saw it, you know, it's not, it wasn't like something I didn't see. It was very evident that this was happening there. And I thought, this is interesting. And, and so when I was there, obviously speaking the way I speak and looking how I look, not everyone knew how to take that. Not everyone was familiar with that and, you know, I got some stares, but no, no, no different stares than what I'd get in any West African country. So, you know, I got some stares, people staring at me, 
I was chilling out with my, you know, my friend's family, his, his wife, his children, and just enjoying the meal in an area where I probably was the darkest person there. <laughs> I was probably the darkest person there. But, you know, with that said, you know, these are just, you know, brief snippets of, of experiences I encountered within a beautiful country. Egypt is a phenomenal country. It's an amazing place. I would recommend visiting it, not just for its... Um, uh, it's ancient history, you know, ancient uh, Egypt, uh, Kemet, as it was recently originally referred to, Kemet, or Aegyptos, where the word Egypt comes from. Uh, originally called Kemet, or Al-Kham, you know, from the word Ham. Kemet coming from the word Ham, meaning black. Um, it's a phenomenal place to see, and um, I would recommend it to anyone just to go and see the the ancient pyramids, the temples of Luxor, I'd recommend anyone go and see all that. But not just for that, go and experience the different feel, the different flavors, the foods, the scenes, the sights, the sounds. And you know, for me, all those experiences are just as important as going to see uh, you know, ancient ruins or things of that nature. You know? So it's really, really, I would recommend Egypt as a place to definitely go. You know? But I hope what I've said hasn't been taken in any sort of um, way. These are just my personal experiences that I encountered, things that I observed and saw. You know, I'm not talking about anything and out of its context. These are just things I saw. And I'm sure there are deeper, much wider meanings to a lot of these things. And you'll find that from different country to country, you know. So there you have it. That was my document of Egypt. I will be touching base more on some other things. I will explain my exodus from Togo in another episode. So I'll leave you there. Until the next time on another uh, episode on the Asian Africa podcast. Thanks for listening. Have an amazing day.